what if there were a fountain of youth pill that could add decades to your life? Would you take it? Unlocking the Fountain is a podcast about the mysteries of aging and the scientific quest to slow, stop, or even reverse it. When do you think we're going to have the first 150-year-old? I think that person's already alive. Unlocking the Fountain. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. COVID-19 has turned every aspect of our lives upside down. And right now, there's a burning question on the minds of countless kids and parents across the country. Is Halloween still happening? Apparently, it depends on where you live. In Quebec, kids can go trick-or-treating with precautions. In Ontario, the province's top doctor said no trick-or-treating in Toronto, Ottawa, Peel, and York regions because they're hot zones. Prominent infectious disease specialists have noted that outdoor trick-or-treating is probably okay with precautions. It sparked quite the discussion on social media, adding to the confusion faced by parents as they try to navigate this tricky issue with their kids. So today on The Dose, we're asking, what can I do to make Halloween safe this year? To help answer that, my guest is Dr. Caroline Quash. She's a pediatric infectious diseases specialist and medical microbiologist at CHU St. Justine in Montreal. Hi, Caroline. Welcome to The Dose. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. Let's start with some basics that apply no matter where people live. What are the highest risk aspects of door-to-door trick-or-treating that we should be thinking about? Well, it's probably when you are close to someone else, so within your two meters, um, even more so if you're going indoors to get your candies. And so, um, you know, all those uh, houses where we used to be able to visit because they were so cool and decorated, that should not happen this year. Um, And so every close encounter with somebody who's not wearing a mask, and by mask I'm talking about a real procedure mask or and not a monster mask, um, because that doesn't do anything. We'll get to to masks, Halloween masks versus the the versus medical masks and and the kinds of masks that 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 we need uh, to use to protect ourselves and others from COVID nineteen. But but I I, I want to get back to 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 some generalities. You're in Montreal, which is another city where community transmission is high right now. Are there ways to trick or treat safely in COVID hotspots or red zones, or is the idea of just shutting it down the best way to go? Well. Even in the Montreal area, some um, some regions have decided not to trick-or-treat, but for other places, I think um, that uh, Halloween and trick-or-treating is probably the holiday that is less dangerous when you look at all of them put together. So the goal is really to be able to maintain safe distancing um, and also to aim to trick-or-treat with your own household. So not any, you know, big groups of friends as we used to do in previous years where, you know, 15 teenagers would hit your door um, and have fun, you know, along the way. So it's, it's more so to stay with your parents and your brothers and sisters um, or whoever lives with you. And then just, you know, that, that little unit, you know, goes from door to door. And, and at the end of the day, you've already mentioned and, 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 you know, adding to the confusion is that some zones have, have recommended, public health have, has recommended against trick-or-treating and in other zones, it's okay. But at the end of the day, all of us should follow the public health advice in our specific region, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, if your region decided that there was no trick-or-treating, then you shouldn't be opening your door. Um, and for the others where trick-or-treating is allowed, you know, it's, it's the same basic principle. It's you, what you want is to have as limited as possible um, in terms of your number of contacts with others, in terms of your closeness of contacts with others, and what you want is to stay with your household um, full stop. So staying uh, with the theme that that you and I are talking about right now, to a greater or lesser extent, COVID-19 is a threat in communities right across Canada. But for those who live in parts of Canada that aren't designated hotspots right now, what additional advice do you have in deciding whether or not to trick or treat? You know, you've already talked about keeping things to a small number of people who are part of your household contacts. What other advice do you have? Well, I think you, you want also to limit um, uh, lineups of people in front of houses. So again, you know, re- being able to separate those little units um, in the streets. Also, the person, if you're opening and giving um, candies out, um, you know, aim to wear a mask, wash your hands, and ideally already either um, parse your candies in little bags so that there's less manipulation, but at least make sure that it's not every children going into that basket and picking up candies, you limit the number of of interactions between candies and person. So that the person giving them out should ideally be the same throughout. Um, And then, you know, washing your hands is uh, very appropriate and very important as well. So bring hand sanitizer with you uh, if, you know, if you're going trick-or-treating or if you're taking your kids trick-or-treating with you. Well, so that at least you can wash their hands along the way, not necessarily at each door, because at one point in time, you know, if you, if what you do is you only hold your bag and somebody puts the candies in it, I think the risks are minimal. As you're trick-or-treating, if your two hands are on your bag or on your um, pumpkin, then the risk is, is little. As I said, the, to me, the most important is that the person who goes into that bag of candies is always the same throughout, so that it doesn't uh, uh, multiply the possibilities of transmission, even though transmission through objects are not um, the main route of transmission. And just to make this really clear, for those of us who aren't trick-or-treating but who are participating by, by, by uh, giving candy to others, we should refrain from having those large bowls filled with candies uh, where, where we're inviting trick-or-treaters to, to go in and grab a handful, right? Right. So, so the person who gives out the candy should put their hands in that bowl or have already little bags um, prepared ahead of time. What are some safer Halloween alternatives for kids instead of trick-or-treating this year? Yeah, so the easiest way is to stay home and and ask uh, parents to buy candies and, you know, either do a a treasure hunt in the house or other things. You know, there are things that are feasible within your your household. If it's done in school within the classroom, then it's done. If you, I think one one has to remember that uh, to decrease COVID transmission, what we have to aim for is limit the number of social interactions. So if you um, if you if you don't go trick or treating over a thousand houses, it's better. So you know you could limit also your route of trick or treating so that you know there's less again interaction and you could. Again, trick-or-treat with a medical mask or at least a face mask and make sure that people who are given, given candies are either outside, so, you know, in the open, and also wearing a, a, a medical mask or a, a face mask. So I want to make this really clear since you're talking about, about masks, and, and of course we all know that it's critical to wear masks and face coverings to protect us and others from COVID-19, but of course masks are a big part of the Halloween costumes. 
Do costume masks protect against the coronavirus? Absolutely not. Ideally, you wear cotton face masks, so two, two, um, two layers uh, cotton face mask, or you use a procedure mask or a medical mask so that at least the filtration is known. And that should be for parents, children, and people giving out candies as well. So to be clear then, if you wore a proper mask, you know, a, a either either a personal use mask or a medical mask over the top of a costumed covering, that would not be a good idea, would it be? I mean, I don't know if you're talking about those um, masks that are plastic and not not resilient at all. In that matter, I would put the mask under. But, you know, we've as pediatricians, we've said all over that uh, we don't really like masks. We prefer um, makeup because at least your eyes are, you, you have a better uh, vision of what's happening around you. So to me, the best would be just to wear makeup on the face and then wear your mask on top of your makeup. And to make this crystal clear for people who are listening to us right now, what is it about costume masks, Halloween costume masks, that makes them not suitable for protection when it comes to COVID-19? Well, oftentimes you have a hole in front of the mouth, so they are, you know, holes to be able to breathe, so that doesn't work. And in terms of the fabric that is used, if let's say you would have, I don't know, you're disguising yourself as Spider-Man. Spider-Man is... You read my mind. Oh, Sorry? You read my mind. Oh, yes. did I? Yes. I wanted to disguise <laughs> myself as Spider-Man, but go on. Okay. So when, when you're putting that Spider-Man hood on, the fabric is, is, is spandex. And the problem with spandex is that it doesn't filter anything. The reason why it is so comfortable to breathe through is because air goes through. So if air goes through, then virus goes in and out with air. So that doesn't work. You touched on this earlier. There are a lot of people who don't have kids but who would normally be giving out candy on on Halloween. Should some people think about not doing that this year for their own protection? You know, I'm thinking about people who are older who perhaps have underlying health conditions. Well, I mean, you have to... Uh, weigh the pros and cons, but the the risk for somebody who's who's giving out candies to catch COVID, if that person is wearing a mask and on, if they want, they could wear a visor on top of it, knowing that the interactions are going to be brief. It, for sure, the, the amount of kids who are going to come to your door is enormous, but every single encounter should not be more than like, I don't know, 30 seconds. Right, unless they, you ask them to sing a song. So no songs at the door this year. But if you're just, you know, they're, they're coming to the door, you're sitting outside on your porch and you're giving out candies, I think the risk is, is minimal. Um, I'm not sure I would ban uh, opening f- f- at Halloween because, of your, because you're 70, for instance. But of course, if, you're, if your health is, is super uh, fragile, then yes, just decide not to do it. But th- to me, the risk is still not you know, huge. There are ways to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I think, I think that a lot of people think of trick-or-treating as a predominantly outdoor activity, um, but trick-or-treating also involves uh, going to apartment buildings where you might be indoors for longer periods of time. So can you talk about the, the relative risk of, of being in an apartment building trick-or-treating versus trick-or-treating door-to-door uh, with single or family homes or, or, or semi-detached homes? Yeah, I would prefer trick-or-treating outdoors. I think that the minute you go inside where there might be more circulation, where you could bump it to tons of people, where the ventilation in the hallway is not great, is not a good idea. Um, those apartment buildings could aim to um, give out, you know, you could 
pull all the tenants together and decide that it would be opening, you would have a huge um, stand at the front door, for instance. And so kids would not have to go up and down in the apartment building. Um, it's, it's, and, and so really try to um, stay outdoors as much as possible because then ventilation is great um, and you don't have to worry about who went there before you and if they were wearing their mask or not and, and things like that. So outside, please. You know, when you say stand, you mean people handing out candy, you know, not a bowl, right? Right. So you could have you could have little bags on a stand or, you know, a table where kids could come by and, and pick up candies. I think there are ways to do it. You, you just have to, again, the, the basic principle is outside as much as possible, distance, minimum interaction in terms of uh, contact time, and hand washing when you're done. We'll be right back. Between today's wellness fads and news about tomorrow's medical breakthroughs, it's hard to know what health information actually applies to you. Luckily, there's a podcast that breaks through the noise, TED Health from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts that break down the questions you didn't know you had. Will eating a plant-based diet make you healthier? How does your neighborhood impact your health? How will medical treatments change in the future? Learn all this and more on TED Health. Find TED Health wherever you get your podcasts. We have to remember, too, that younger kids aren't the only ones who love celebrating Halloween. For teens and even adults who like to dress up and get together, what's your best advice for them? That I would, um, I, I would, uh, I would really recommend against. Um, I think the the way, the reason why um, governments are trying to um, leave trick or treating, uh, to, to to allow for trick or treating, is for the younger children to have fun and go around, which should not mean that adults can get together and have a party, um, because that's where transmission is going to happen. Um, we, we know that those parties are usually involved alcohol, indoors dancing, singing, which is everything we do not want to see when, mainly when you're in a hotspot, because a lot of people are positive without knowing or are pre-symptomatic without knowing and might be able to transmit. And it's going to become then yet another cluster um, that will lead to more community transmission. So really outside with young children um, or teenagers, but outside, no Halloween parties whatsoever. And, and at the end of the, of the trick-or-treating um, festivity, we don't want all those children back in one house splitting candies. You go back with your household and you can split your candies with your brothers and, and sisters, but no mingling afterwards indoors. And just to underscore the, the, some of the points you've been making, there are also a lot of university and college students in residence right now. So same advice for them. Oh, absolutely. It's a, the, the same advice um, remains, which means, again, no um, gathering uh, in indoor settings. That, that's not allowed a, you know, anywhere across the country at this point in time. So really cutting down the number of social interactions you have is the only way for us to try and curb this wave. Last question. People are rightly confused because there's so much conflicting advice and, and, and somehow Halloween has become controversial. What's your bottom line on how we should sift through all of this advice and approach Halloween this year? Um, I think the same way as I, I sift through the rest of life. And as, so as I said, you limit the number of social interactions when you have to see somebody because it's at work or whatever. Everybody wears a mask a medical mask or a, f a face covering. 
you um, aim for good ventilation and whenever you remove your mask because you have to eat or something, you are as much as possible far from one another, at least two meters. And you're not, you know, at this point in time, we can't allow for gathering around a, a table with a good glass of wine, which is really sad, but that's where we're at at this point in time. And I guess the other point here is that there is this dichotomy out, out, out there that, that we either keep safe or we have fun, but you can't do both. But when it comes to Halloween, there must be ways to have fun and be safe at the same time, aren't there? Yeah, I think so. I think that with if you keep those um, rules in mind, it's possible. It, it, the only thing you have to caution against is adults deciding to um, to rejoice um, do, doing a Halloween party. I think we'll be able to do that maybe in next year or the year after. I don't know yet. But for this year, um, what we aim for is to be able to have some fun, maybe not just as much fun, but just some fun. What do you think of COVID-19 costumes? Well, if you have one, can I pitch things at you? <laughs> I, I suspect you'll you'll go dressed up as a as a vaccine next year. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking with me. I hope you stay safe and healthy, and your family too. Thank you, Brian. You too. Bye now. That was Dr. Caroline Quash, a pediatric infectious diseases specialist and medical microbiologist from Chou Saint Justine in Montreal. Here's your dose of smart advice on how to make Halloween as safe as possible from the coronavirus. First, some parts of Canada are COVID hotspots and others aren't. Depending on where you live, the advice from local public health will be different. Follow the recommended guidelines on trick-or-treating in your area. In areas where trick-or-treating is permitted, it should be outdoors only and not inside apartment buildings. Costume face masks do not protect against COVID-19. Kids should wear a medical or other proper face mask over the mouth and nose. And they should go trick-or-treating with members of their household only. If you're giving out wrapped candy, hand it out one child at a time. To maintain physical distance, you can place the candy on the blade of a hockey stick or send it down a decorated pipe. Or you can place an individual serving of candy in a single serving bowl. That means no large bowls filled with treats for many kids to rummage through. Older teens should not trick-or-treat in large groups. Sad to say, but for students at university or college and grown-ups, no indoor Halloween parties this year. Some people think that when it comes to Halloween, we either have fun or keep safe. If you use some imagination, there's no reason why you can't do both. If you have topics you'd like to hear on The Dose or questions you'd like answered, email us at thedose at cbc.ca. You can also tweet me at NightShiftMD or at CBCWhiteCoat using the hashtag TheDoseCBC. You can find The Dose and White Coat Black Art wherever you get your podcasts. Please do us a favor and rate our shows so more people can find us. This episode of The Dose was produced by Nicole Ireland, Donna Dingwall, and me with digital support from Fabiola Carletti. The Dose wants you to be better informed about your health. But if you're looking for medical advice, see your healthcare provider. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Until your next dose. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.